0: Welcome to the See You Next Summer Podcast. I am your host, Billy Polyhan, and with me, as always, is the um, Mercedes to my Ophelia.
1: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I thought you were going to say that I was going to be the (laughs) fan, though.
0: You are pretty cool. If I I knew any Spanish, I would have uh, introduced this show in Spanish, but uh, Mm. I'm an ignorant American, but yeah. Welcome back to the last of Guillermo del Toro month, guys.
1: Yes. We're going to do a big one. I think, like even Billy said it once, Guillermo de Toro's magno opus pan's Laberinto del fauno. I'm just going to say, damn.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is usually regarded as... One of the best movies of all time, actually. Mm. One of the best of the 20th century. Guillermo del Toro's best work. And I know this movie had a 25-minute standing ovation, which is the longest at when it was filmed, or when it was screened at Cannes. Um As the longest standing ovation, and that record has still not been beaten. I don't think it will get beaten anytime soon.
1: Mm-hmm. God. So there's a lot of
0: expectations when watching this movie, when you hear this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. specifically because I got to see this movie just because of Guillermo. Like, I didn't knew about the festival thing or anything. And this movie was a big thing in Mexico. Like. I think I have told said this, but when a movie from Guillermo Alfonso or Iñárritu gets, gets put out in the movie theater, it's getting, it's getting through like a blockbuster. Like the whole theater was packed. There was like six screens were putting, putting it in. And I remember the whole theater reacting to the movie, like people jumping, crying, sobbing. Like I remember the whole theater experience and, um, I'm really happy that the movie got, got recognition. Hey, uh, I won the Oscar for best foreign language, right? Best foreign language, it, movie? yeah. Uh,
0: and if it didn't, it should have,
1: yeah, because I think Pantslider was nominated for both I think for best picture and best foreign language. I think only one best foreign it, language, it
0: was, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I got to correct myself. It was a 22 minute standing ovation. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't sound like much, but when people are clapping and cheering for 22 minutes straight, mm-hmm. I can't imagine how Guillermo del Toro felt. He probably, oh, I'm sure it's a feeling he's never forgotten.
1: And that was a year, though, because I think if I'm, if I'm, if maybe I could be wrong, though, but I think Guillermo didn't Pant's Labyrinth. Quaron did uh, Children of Men that year, and Babel was Iñarritu.
0: Arguably, you could say that's the best of all of them.
1: Yes, that's best of all of them, yes. Because 2006 I, I... was
0: quite a year for the three amigos.
1: Yeah, specifically because uh, Babel is the one that I like the most from Iñárritu, and Children of Men is a tie between Children of Men and, and Little Princess for a Cuaron for me sometimes. Like, my favorite one, his. And also Harry Potter 3 could be a three-way tie. But Children of Men, that's one that I haven't seen since I was a kid, too, though. Yeah, I, still, I remember a lot for Children of Men. But this movie, this is the movie that put Guillermo on the map, officially. Like, some only nerds knew about Guillermo. Only film nerds, Mexican people knew about Guillermo, and also in Spain, but... This is what Puki Yermo on the map in Hollywood was this this movie?
0: Oh yeah, and this is—I remember hearing about this movie, and I never forgot what it looked like, mm-hmm. like just from still images that I could see. I was definitely too young to see it, so I didn't see it, mm. and I'm glad I waited because I also didn't know. This is also a big occasion for us because this is the first movie where the entire thing is in Spanish. Yes. Not scenes in English, like uh, Under the Same Moon. As much as we love those movies. Real
1: Women Have Curves also was Spanglish, too.
0: Yes, those were Spanglish. No, no, no. This is a straight up foreign language. language. Mm -hmm. This is all in Spanish. And that is the best choice that they could have done because the story Mm -hmm. takes place in Spain. Mm -hmm. And it gives it that feeling of authenticity, you know? And it's inspired by so many things, so many movies, so many fairy tales, because first and foremost, this movie is a fairy tale.
1: Yes. And also, it's inspired by so many fairy tales, but also it has that, it feels like Guillermo's version of Alice in Wonderland.
0: That's been a comparison. There's yes. also been comparisons to uh Narnia,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like the Chronicles of Narnia, um, there is a movie called The Spirit of the Beehive,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, Kriya Um There's a lot of imagery that reminds me of many things. We'll pick up on them as they go reminds on. But there's
1: sometimes with the le- images, it uh, feels like legend and labyrinth too. Sometimes too.
0: A lot of different mythologies and folklore, but it doesn't mm-hmm. rip off from them. It just yeah. borrows elements from mm-hmm. them and they're woven into the story very organically and it just stands on its own thing because when you think of fairy tales you think of you know once upon a time
3: mm-hmm. and this
0: story is no exception it starts with an opening narration
3: mm-hmm.
0: a voice the the unseen narrator um the voiceover done by spanish actor pablo adan mm-hmm. uh, It tells of an underground kingdom it was devoid of all lies and of pain underneath this big labyrinth The young princess, Princess Moana, no relation to Mm -hmm. Disney, um, escaped to see the world above. But she was blinded by the sunlight, and all memories of her past were erased. She succumbed to the world as her inability to adapt to her new surroundings left her helpless.
1: And her Mm -hmm. father,
0: the king, remained hopeful that his daughter would return to her kingdom someday in another place and another time.
1: And I love that. I like that kind of like... um... And also, it even says, like, uh, doesn't matter, it's going to wait for her, even in other body or in other mind, or even at the end of time. And I'm like, damn. The way that it rhymes sometimes, I was like, there's a lot of lines that rhyme so beautifully. in so I was like, damn, that's really good lines. And also, we see kind of like a little title crawl that the Spanish Civil War just ended, but they still fights against fascist groups. Also, too, that's my part of the beginning of the movie. And we start. We meet Ophelia, our main character. She's reading a, a book of fairy tales, and her mother was "Like, please stop reading those fairy tales. I was like, they don't gonna gonna give you, you no know, good." And then the car stops because she's the mother feeling ill because she's pregnant, and she sees from a, from afar, it looks like a cricket, but the, she says, "I was like, I have seen a fairy."
0: And when I see, like, a grasshopper, a cricket-looking thing, I think mm-hmm. of Pinocchio, mm-hmm. right? And that's no coincidence, because later on in his career, Guillermo, years later. He, has, <laughs> he has stated that Pinocchio is one of his favorite stories. Mm-hmm. And it is also, in a way, a dark fairy tale.
1: And this is the other thing that I like about this movie, though, because fairy tales it's always one of the purposes of fairy tales is telling a story about morale and also about teaching a lesson. But it's also, there's sometimes there, our fairy tales, our best ones are timeless. And the way that uh, Guillermo told this movie, because the movie doesn't rely that much on technology, though. This movie is no. very timeless, too. I think the only thing that you can say that is timing is only because it's the Spanish Civil War
0: but that's also just the setting of it's the story setting. that's not the, saying
1: it's not saying that i was like mentioning something like a like a record player or something yeah
0: mm-hmm. that's only like stuff in the background but that makes sense for the time period it's sent in or mm-hmm. it's set in so that way it becomes timeless mm-hmm. and i love that she has she finds this piece of this Elaborate headstone thing, and then mm-hmm. when the grasshopper comes out, and then they're like, Ophelia, what are you doing? So that's something I also love about this movie is the ambiguity. Of yes, it. because this is all told from Ophelia's perspective, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And you
0: know how she's a child, child and children are imaginative.
1: On, and we never focus on other perspectives, not even the captains or Mercedes. Actually,
0: nothing. we do towards the end, but that's only due f- to keep it ambiguous and it's not yeah. even that big of a deal but i love the whole fact that you don't know whether it's actually happening or if mm-hmm. it's in ophelia's head like it's a way for her to cope
1: with her surroundings well it's also because i see that movie that has a message about the death of innocence because that's kind of like the, the thing that i see in the movie because it's everybody's telling her that she shouldn't believe in fairy tales and it's also the ambiguity was like is the magic that we're seeing real or not? Us yes. As the audience, and then we go into we go into the place where, when the captain lives, and I forgot how much I hated this fucking bastard. Oh, I, like, the, I went back. Captain to my, Vidal. Ca- captain Vidal. I was like, God! I remember how much I hate him. <laughs> I was like, God! I hate you. Yeah,
0: Sergi Lopez does a phenomenal job in this as does Ophelia herself, Ivana Baccaro mm-hmm. for a kid actor. She absolutely crushes it. And when, yes. Oh yeah. When I see a girl with a bunch of books, I, th- um, I think of two things. First, I think of Belle from beating the beast. Yes. And also we know she's a storyteller.
2: Mm-hmm. She
0: is very much an imaginative person. So we know that she's different from the rest because of how she acts as well, because there are certain themes. There's two big themes in this mm-hmm. movie that we're going to talk about. One is a theme that permeates through all of Guillermo's films. And I think the other one also permeates. One of them is disobedience.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's a big part in this movie. And it's done. it subverts expectations, but not in a way like, oh, we're going to subvert expectations because for the shock value.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: No, he, he does it in service of the story that he wants to tell.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: and the other one is it deals with a lot of loss
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, people lose quite a bit in this movie but yeah this guy Cap- capitán vidal um he is a a captain in the franco francoist spanish army which was mm-hmm. fascist and this guy is the most militant cold-hearted he Fasc- expects every- Bastard. Mm -hmm. And every single time he talks to somebody, it's like he's barking orders at somebody. He expects everybody to obey him as he meets the mother and he doesn't like hug her or no warmth Mm -hmm. at all. And he's just like, get in the wheelchair and she's like, I can move perfectly fine. He's like, no, 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 do it because that's what I'm telling you to do. And so the mother obeys.
1: Also because the captain is one of those, uh the stereotypical man that they only focus on the baby because he wants to have a boy kind of man.
0: Yeah, we know he's life. completely... He's so self-serving.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: doesn't care about anybody or anything. Mm-hmm. Or so we think. There's actually one scene where we do learn a little bit more about him.
3: Mm-hmm. But he's
0: such an interesting character yes. for it. And then we meet... Um, in this village, it's a beautiful set
1: mm-hmm. as well.
0: Just everything, like the amounts of details that they put in there, uh, a lot of practical. Effects. The little
1: house that almost looks like a castle, like the little garage on the ne- uh, next to it. And also, I'm pretty sure I have I saw that garage in Pinocchio, in the <laughs> because Guillermo likes to reference himself a lot. And um, we meet another main character. We meet Mercedes. She's kind of like the caretaker. She's kind of like the the lady of the house, the one that takes care of every single person, controls every single server in the, in the house.
0: But you also feel like she's kind of like this story Cinderella.
1: Yes, but it's I, also, I feel like
0: that's not an accident.
1: It's not an accident, also too, but it also feels that there's something even though i love this movie it feels like mercedes and the captain it feels like the captain maybe molested mercedes there's a scene a very particular scene of how he says when mercedes says to mercedes i was like oh the coffee is burning the way that he touched her face and mercedes feels like a like don't touch me but he still has to like let him touch him because you don't want to disrespect him like, yeah, it,
0: it, it's one of those things where less is more.
1: Yeah. Like that, I also thought like uh oh, ooh, and then we see that uh, the Mercedes uh, Misa Ophelia and her mother, and then Ophelia the she's not getting used to of like uh sleeping in like in the middle of the woods in this little town because she she's from the city, and then Ophelia. Tells a story to her brother, and I love that we have. We see like two times. We go inside and we see the baby, like in the stasis in the womb. And yeah, Yeah. unlike the movie Blonde, yeah,
0: um, which is the Marilyn Monroe quote-unquote biopic, this works a lot better.
1: Mm -hmm. I skip on Blonde because I heard some. You don't. You don't need.
0: Well, there's a scene where. Well,'m i not gonna say anything yeah no, no, uh, no, no. just just don't it's it's messed up
1: hmm and then we see that she tells a story about in a mountain there was a rose that gave eternal youth eternal life, but around it there was spy, there was spikes with poison, and no one could, could go and reach to it as the time passed by, the rose started to get weaker and old. Until the end of time, that Rose could never give his power. And then we see we're we're in a dinner with the captain, and the captain has all of the his soldiers. Oh wait! Doctor.
0: Don't don't we get introduced to
1: uh, I, was the doctor? I, I skipped the introduction. Yeah,
0: the guy that looks like um, Richard Schiff, but is not him. You know the the doctor, f- or from Man of Steel. He looks it very similar really to him
1: the from of steel no. guy, yeah you're right
0: his name is uh dr ferrario or
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah ferrero but and also uh, he's played, played by Ferreiro the
1: late... looks a lot like a young that dr broom from Hellboy, too
0: he does he does and mm-hmm. he's played by um the late uh alex and Mm-hmm.
3: um
0: and also just a very kind man, very good at his job, and just very he he's a very warm presence that Ophelia needs. Same with Mercedes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Mercedes, we forgot to mention, played by uh Mirabel Verdu, who mm-hmm. people would have known at that time from Alfonso's Itu Mama Tambien. Mm-hmm. Uh, they definitely saw a lot of her in oh, that yeah. movie. And people now would know her as Nora Allen, The Flash's mom. Mm-hmm. Which is very strange. Uh, but...
3: <laughs> like, very it's strange. You, you went from the these
0: these super acclaimed films to mm-hmm. also doing The Flash.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then we get introduced to... Um, is this also where the grasshopper thing turns into a fairy?
1: Yeah, because this is like a... But first, we know that the captain... The captain, like the doctor, we see a conversation with the doctor because the, the captain said, the doctor says, the Captain, you should have not brought her here. She's getting weaker by the day. She should have stayed in the city to have taken better care. So it's like, a, I don't care. I was like, I want her to have my boy, uh, the, her boy. My boy has to be born close to her father. And the doctor says, like, how do you know that it's a, it's a boy? And the captain says, I just know.
0: No, he says, don't fuck with me.
1: Don't fuck with me, but also in Spanish, the way that he sounds like, I know. Like, oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and, and the, the also... They
1: uh, didn't got a lot of it. Like, they changed some stuff in the stuff so I was reading it too. Yeah.
0: And, and, and there's also a thing about the captain we have to mention. He consistently checks this pocket watch. Mm-hmm. Again, Alice in Wonderland, the White Rabbit. But mm-hmm. it's important to his character, and it's a broken watch as you can see, because the, the glass is smashed. Yeah. But it's you still hear it ticking.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's always about about timing. You know, mm. he, he's as 15 minutes late and all this stuff. And this man, he doesn't ever crack a smile or anything. No, Not once. He's always um, – he's also that typical man. Like, when he shaves, he's just smoking tobacco while yes. shaving with a straight razor in a mirror. I'm like, well, he's in uh, a – like a white uh undershirt and mm-hmm. suspenders and I'm like is, if this isn't the most stereotypical <laughs> 1940s man yeah. mm-hmm.
2: I don't know what it is
0: um is this where we meet uh my favorite character in the movie or my second favorite character in the movie the fawn yeah
1: well, yeah when this is when when we see that um he sees Ophelia uh, Ophelia sees the cricket, and then the cricket turns into a fairy, and then the fairy guides Ophelia to the to the labyrinth. Then also, just to mention, the music is gorgeous. The music in the whole movie. Um, I forgot the name of the guy, and I have seen him. I have heard that name before. And also Javier
0: Navarro.
1: Yes, and also the cinematography by Guillermo Navarro. He has done a lot of movies. And so... And then this is when we meet the fun. Like, the way that we just go to downstairs to this part of the of the labyrinth and we see this beautiful, very beautiful detail about seven circles that is all around this beautiful headstone. And she's staring at it. And then we see, we see the funnels like, uh, and then Ophelia like, who are you? And he says, I have had many names. Only the wind can say it. Only the trees can mention it. I'm the earth, I'm the fawn, your my mo- most humble servant, your Majesty. You are Princess Moana, But and she says my father was a tailor. No, you're no mortal. Your father opened portals through the moon, looking for you, and he waited for you to be born again, and you did, as you have the 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 brand behind your shoulder of the moon and i was like and you can come i can prove you that you're not a full human yet and you will do three tasks before the full moon Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and that's another thing is people keep telling ophelia to do stuff and her mother even mentions she's just like i don't know how to deal with you because you won't behave
3: Mm mm-hmm
0: So we know that she always goes against, which is typical of our of a protagonist, because a lot of the times in fairy tales, they disobey Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: how that's usually I mean, think about it, like Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty. They all disobey in some way. And are rewarded for it, for their kindness. Mm -hmm. This movie doesn't exactly do that. It says, oh, yeah, you can be a good person, but there are consequences. To mm-hmm. be that way, or you can have some mischief, but there's consequences because it also includes the harsh reality of, well, the world.
1: Yeah, because this is a real world. It's like a, it's like it's a very adult fairy tale. The way that this movie is told, and also, Doc Jones, in that beautiful, gorgeous makeup as Stefan. My God the horns the way that he walks and And i was
0: i was looking at the special features and he said with each appearance he keeps getting younger like here his eyes are very cloudy he's got part of his horn that's away he's seemingly like you know senile a little bit Mm -hmm. and he's like he he went through all that with guillermo and he even said like whenever he like shakes and stuff that's like an animal shaking its behind for like flies and stuff whether it's intentional or not it's a tick Mm. so he's like i had to change how i moved and how i acted with uh where we were in the story
3: Mm -hmm.
0: and knowing that most of that is practical and the look never forget it because Mm -hmm. guillermo del toro has stated he saw what the fawn looked like in his dreams Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine what his dreams are like.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It just, they will be insane. And then the phone gives uh, Ophelia the book of the crossroads. So I was like, this book will teach you the way when you're alone. And it will teach you where to go. And then she opens the book and it's completely empty. And... I also like, and then we follow the same day and then we already mentioned the the scene when Mercedes uh, tells the captain I'm so sorry that the coffee was burned and then and then but also how we see that the captain the thing that I just mentioned that he has patience to Mercedes because he treats Mercedes in a very special way. And I also love that the other cooks—they don't give a fuck about the captain. I was like, "Oh, what did he complain about now?" He always complains about everything about uh, how we spice the meat, how uh, about the coffee. I love that they don't give a shit, though. I'm like, it's surprising that the captain didn't hurt that. <laughs>
0: oh, if he did, he would have just shot them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It- um. We also—I love uh, Vidal's study because mm-hmm. it looks like a clock tower. Yeah. And there's, it's so spacious, mm-hmm. too, compared to all the other rooms, which are very small, very cramped, mm-hmm. you know? But it, everything feels... Um, I, I just love that everything serves a purpose
3: mm-hmm. in
0: this movie, whether you know it or not. And that level of detail is rare in a movie.
1: Yeah, and then uh, we see that uh, Ophelia's mother gives Ophelia a very beautiful green dress that looks a light like the dress from in Wonderland. I was like, I-, I want you to wear it tonight for tonight for the dinner. And then she, Ophelia was wearing the new dress, but then Ophelia when she takes a shower, she noticed the moon on her shoulder. On her like, left
0: shoulder.
1: Yeah, on her left shoulder. And then she goes to Mercedes. So I was like, she's talking about the new, uh, about her dress. And I, was like, and I was like, and then I saw a fairy and I was like, oh, well, you have to go because I need to talk to the captain. And then the captain takes Mercedes to um, a garage, like a storage unit that has tobacco, medicines, food, many things that they, the town won't need. I was like, oh, right now, Mercedes, you're the only one that knows how to handle this. Well, I was like, I want you to give me the key. This is the only key, right? And Mercedes was like, yeah, that's the only key. Okay. You know that I trust you, right? Mercedes was like, yeah. And then the captain
0: grabs the key. Oh yeah, we also forgot to mention. Just to really prove the point that he's an asshole,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: he gets uh, his officers say, "Hey, there's some people out here. Uh, we found some propaganda that they oh, had.
1: the rabbit thing, mm-hmm. the
0: rabbit thing. Mm-hmm. Because there's this old man. He was hunting rabbits, and that's what his son says. And then uh, the son just won't shut up. So he takes like the whiskey bottle because he loves whiskey. And he smashes his face in Mm -hmm. with the butt of the bottle. He then proceeds to shoot the father and then shoot the son. Uh, This movie also has a strange thing where everybody double taps. Yeah. You know? (laughs) And I like that. This was
1: before Zombieland.
0: This was before Zombieland. And then he opens the bag and searches it. And sure enough, he finds the rabbits. Mm -hmm. And then his response to this is the real kicker. And he just. He's like, hey, next time, learn to search these assholes properly.
3: Mm-hmm. And then
0: later, he's like, oh, yeah, fix up rabbit stew. So he just takes the rabbit and just eats it to show that he doesn't waste anything.
1: Yeah, well, also, is another way of saying, don't, wait, don't, wait, don't waste my, my time, says uh, the general. And I love how to Mercedes, like, uh, prepare for dinner tonight. I was like, well, sir, these, these rabbits are too young. Okay, make a stew.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't care. And the other thing about Vidal is he's very observant mm-hmm. and that makes him very, that makes him dangerous.
1: Yep. Yeah. And then she, we see Ophelia opening the book and we see that the book starts writing what she needs to do. We see these beautiful drawings. They look gorgeous. It's just like, read the book. You will have to go to the tree that is dying through the roots, go to see the frog, that is in, impending the, the tree to grow give this uh, this frog these three stones and then she goes to the to the tree for the people that have never seen the movie the tree is technically in the poster of, of the movie <laughs> the, the the tree and then exactly like in alice in wonderland there's a little opening underneath the the tree and then she is wearing her dress and then she takes off part of her dress she leaves it by a branch and then she goes in and she we focus that she ruined her shoes that because we focus that there everything was brand new and then we go in she sees the frog and she sees that the frog would immediately eat any uh, any kind of buck and then she notices that from the rocks that it's already touched the mud that turns into like a scarab like a bug so she throws the three scarabs to to the frog, and the frog technically kind of like uh, vomits part of his body in front of her.
0: It's like, very weird. And then in, weird. in that gross mess is a key. Mm-hmm. And the key to this scene is the pacing
3: mm-hmm.
0: and an overall lack of music in this movie. The music doesn't really. It doesn't always play like mm-hmm. there are scenes where things are just silent.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think that it was a good choice. Mm-hmm. Music only really plays during super important themes. And there's a lullaby that keeps recurring the.
2: Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And you hear it at the beginning of the movie, because we also forgot to mention. The movie starts with Ophelia dying. dead. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Guillermo, I I watched Special Features on our uh, Criterion, Mm -hmm. Uh, he said there's a difference between inevitability and predictability. Mm
2: -hmm. So
0: inevitably, you know that Ophelia is not going to make it, but does that make the story predictable? No, it doesn't. And he said, like Oedipus Brex, you know that he's going to screw the mother and kill the father, but it doesn't make the story predictable. It's how and why
1: how do we get to that point of that goal okay. mm-hmm.
0: yeah and that's like in a fairy tale or
1: mm-hmm.
0: like any like some really good movies they start out at the end
3: mm-hmm.
0: so you know it's not going to end well for ophelia but it's the journey that gets you there anyway uh she gets the key and it's just pouring down rain and mercedes um it turns out the mercedes and dr ferrero are actually aiding the rebels Yes, and Vidal's just trying to starve him out because he knows mm-hmm. he has the storage for all of the supplies and um, food mm-hmm. stuff, and they're just they're out in the woods; they can't get them. And
1: so, one of the lines that I that I was like, "Damn!" Like, how much of uh, his brain is washed? Uh, the the captain, because we're in this dinner because Mercedes. Uh, Catches Ophelia all dirty. And the captain says, I was like, I want a Spain. I want my son to burn in a clean Spain, not for them to share it with their ideology that everybody's equal because we won the war. I was like, damn. I was like, like, the way that he was like, oh, oh crap. And so that's another way to understand how evil. This captain is. Oh, and
0: like the mother also, like this is the third time we're in a Spanish movie, and the name Carmen, because the mm-hmm. mother's name is Carmen, we can't seem to escape that name. It's
1: uh, a very common name.
0: I know, but it's like, I guess it's just like, uh, I, I don't know, but it's, uh, we just can't escape it. And uh, she's telling the story, they're like, oh, how did you meet the captain? And she's like, well, he came in. Uh, one day because my husband that died in the war was a tailor Mm -hmm. and he went in to get his uniform tailored and I guess like even Ophelia asked why did you marry him and she said "Uh, I was tired of being alone Mm
1: -hmm. so it's indicated
0: that she doesn't love this man obviously
1: yeah and uh,
0: his response also is just like yeah just ignore my wife she's these silly notions these she thinks that these stories are entertaining and I'm like Fuck you.
1: Not bit, uh, specifically that like, who will be like you're a woman, you shut up. Then Nikki, that's how he said it. I was like, damn. Asshole. And
0: notice that it's this elaborate feast at the table, and where is Vidal seated at the head? This very mm-hmm. much plays into a scene that happens uh later in this I movie. Like, and I it's I my favorite scene.
1: Mm-hmm. And then we see that the fan goes to Ophelia's room, and then I was like uh, I oh, we go back to the labyrinth, sorry. And then Ophelia notices in the rock, it says that there's a baby. I was like, why there's a baby here? And then uh, the fan was like, hey, he, the fan of avoids uh, uh, the question. He was like, I believe in you since the beginning. Now stay with the key. You will need it soon. You had two more tests. I know that you will not lie to me. I as um as your fan, you. I know that you will never. I will never lie to you, your highness, either. And then we see that the following day, Ophelia opens the book. And the book, instead of giving her her next task, it gives the drawing of a womb. And the womb starts bleeding out.
0: Oh, yeah. And another thing, because these two storylines are happening. There's the real world, and then Mm -hmm. there's the fantasy. Mm-hmm. And they cut back between them seamlessly, but both stories are very interesting.
3: Mm-hmm. That's
0: the thing. And I forgot to mention another detail about Vidal because this guy is so such an interesting character. Um, one of the the mayor, um, because he has a bunch of political figures mm-hmm. at his party. You know, very elitist and everything. And he mentions, "Oh, I uh was I was in the war with your father. I was in a war with your father,"
3: mm-hmm.
0: and he smashed a uh, pocket watch that he owned because he wanted his son to know the exact time and date when he died. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Went out like a brave man. And then Vidal is just like, what are you talking about? I don't have a pocket watch, but we know that's a lie. Mm
3: -hmm. Shows
0: that he's also a liar because whenever that's uh, established, because whenever he says he's going to do something, you know he's lying.
2: Mhm.
0: But he also expects everybody to be honest and obey him. Mm-hmm. So it just shows how stupid his ideology is and he says, I want every rebel shot and killed. Mhm. He is very much uh he sees the world in black and white.
1: Mhm. And then we yeah, see, then we
0: get the the mother.
1: Yeah, we see the mother bleeding out because bleeding out from her womb. And then I was like, oh my God, I need help. And then she talks, talks to Mercedes. And then the cat the doctor says was like, Captain, I was like, uh, she needs to have completely in bed rest for until the until the birth of the baby. Um Ophelia has to be in another room. She cannot sleep with her. And then the captain's like, it doesn't matter what it costs, I want you to cure her. And then we see that Mercedes. She's helping uh, the rebels and one of the main rebels is her brother, Pedro.
0: Yeah. And we also uh, see that she does this multiple times and she looks very suspect. Like Mm -hmm. the fact that I, I like to think that Vidal always knew Mm -hmm. because she's just like, Oh, I I'm going to go for a walk or get the laundry and stuff. And then she just goes off into the woods, even though it's, surrounded by many soldiers and officers
1: and also and stealing very little parts of the tobacco and the medicine and uh, and the food
0: oh yes and the other thing the doctor gives a sedative for the mother because she's having trouble sleeping
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that sedative is going to be is a checkoff's gun later in this movie
1: mm-hmm. and then we see that it was like a, and then we see that the phone comes back that night it was like a you're wasting your time to do the test. And then I was like, uh, and says, my mother is sick. Oh, give your mother this mandrake. Put it underneath her bed with a bed of milk. Everyone a fresh go. milk under fresh. the bed. Give her three uh, three drops of blood and the, your brother will heal.
0: Yeah, your mother will heal because he also establishes, he's like, you have to complete these tasks before the full moon ha- um. Uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes so there's a time limit because of course there's a time limit but that also gives it that gives it a sense of urgency
1: yes and then it says your next thesis is gonna be more difficult because what you're gonna face is not human you're gonna see a whole banquet but you're gonna eat anything or drink anything your life depends on it cannot touch anything
0: and I'm going to bring it back to Vidal because they go hunting in the woods for the rebels because they see smoke and then they Mm -hmm. go there. And then Vidal notices this small vial of antibiotics. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And he remembers that small Mm -hmm. detail, especially with what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's like, okay, I'll just keep this here. But then you're right. The next task, this is my favorite scene in the movie Mm
2: -hmm. because,
0: um, he also gives her uh, a stick of chalk, and apparently there's this Mexican folk tale about a woman that could draw on uh, on the walls, and then she, uh, those walls came to life, or she could transport through the walls. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the name of the tale, but that, that that was a popular thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and much like um, that. She draws some lines and -hmm. makes a doorway into uh, this basement. I love that the labyrinth really doesn't feel like... It doesn't seem important at first, because you don't really spend a lot of time in it.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: It's more so just these tasks. And when we get down to this room, um, it is this feared monster, the Pale Man, Mm -hmm. This guy, once again, Doug Jones, scary as hell. And you see up on the ceiling, there's children getting eaten, which could Mm -hmm. bring back Greek mythology with Kronos eating his children, Kronos Mm -hmm. being the title of one of his films. You Mm -hmm. see a whole uh, huge pile of shoes Mm
2: -hmm. as well.
0: Children's shoes, which could also – that conjures up images from the Holocaust – And when you look at this pale man, you see all this flesh just like sagging and stuff to make you think, oh, it was probably a very fat creature because Mm -hmm. you see all the children that he ate. Mm -hmm. And usually there's there's always folks lore about like, oh, he's going to eat you Mm -hmm. stuff on this beautiful feast This table of it has like chicken and fruit and Mm -hmm. everything you can imagine.
1: Yeah, there were so many things. Mm -hmm.
0: And he is seated at the very end, like with Vidal
1: Mm -hmm.
0: in a room that's very similar. And the fairies that are there kind of remind me of, uh, you know, Tinkerbell, where they're like, oh, no, no, don't do it. Anyway, the key that she found in the toad is important because then she uses it to find to open up. Uh, one of three locks on the wall she picks the right one they're like oh no do the middle one but then she just goes no and Mm -hmm. then goes the left one and it turns out to be the right and she finds this golden dagger Mm
3: -hmm.
0: keeps it but she's so hungry and so tempted Mm -hmm. she eats two grapes and that awakens the pale man Mm -hmm. and the thing about the pale man he doesn't have eyes like, the mm. eyes are on this plate, and he puts the eyes in the palms of his hand. So he has to use his hands to see. Mm. And it's so freaky looking. That would have given me nightmares as a
1: kid. So freaky, but it also looks so damn cool. Uh, and the way that he moves, and the way that, I was like, ah, the way that he breathes, and it was like, damn. Um, also, we see that the pale man eats two fairies. because uh, Two fairies in front of her. And also, I don't know, was this movie R here in the States? Because in Mexico, it was P 13. No,
0: it was R here.
1: Oh, yeah, in Mexico. Oh,
0: yeah. And another thing, the time limit. She, uh, They're like, oh, you got to do it before I, yeah. the last grain of this, this hourglass mm-hmm. goes out. And we see, again, she disobeys again. She's taking her sweet time mm-hmm. in there, knowing that there's a time limit. Because if she doesn't get out in time you're stuck and then uh while that's happening he is slowly but surely getting t- going towards her and the whole idea behind that was uh del toro said oh just think of a george romero zombie
1: yeah you know it's, it
0: slow, walking- but it's okay, persistent mm-hmm. and it'll stop at nothing to get to you
1: yeah but then we see that she sees that the door closes She's like no 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 and then she breaks part of the chalk and she over draws another door on top of her and i'm like maybe this is why they they created the game portal later uh, the portal game <laughs> and then she goes back into her room and then we see all that um. We see the man, Mercedes is going with a. We see talking with the rebels. I was like, please be careful. And I was like, I, I tell her to her brother. I was like, please. And even the doctor says, please. Even if you kill Captain Vidal, there's gonna be another man just like him. He's never gonna end. Just you and your sister. Just get away, says the doctor. And, yeah,
0: and then they amputate a leg. Oh yeah. You don't see it happen, but you know it's gonna happen. And I'm like. Bold choice not to have anything in your mouth to prevent the uh I mean, or any like sedatives or whatever. You're just gonna have your leg.
1: Well, just he drink a lot of alcohol. The, the yeah, mandrake. but I, can,
0: I mean you're still gonna feel it.
1: Uh-huh. And then we see Ophelia uh, preparing the mandrake and putting it underneath the, the the her mother's bed it was like and the doctor was like wow, she's she's getting way better. Like, she still has a cold, but she's getting better. And then the captain says, if you have to choose between her and the kid, just save him because I want him to have my name. Bastard. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we see that Ophelia after this, she goes on top of her mother's belly. was like, please, brother, do not harm my mother. I want you to see her smile. If you do this, I will take you to my kingdom and I will make you a prince. I was like, that's a really good line. I like the whole thing especially It sounds more beautiful in Spanish though. And I was like, damn. And and then we get into the ambush. Yes. Oh,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they hear this loud crashing. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, the fawn comes to revisit Ophelia and he's like, oh, you did it. And stuff, but the last mm-hmm. fairy goes like, Hey, this bitch totally just disobeyed and everything. Yes. And he's like, what? what? You disobeyed? You are not a
2: human.
1: You cannot come back ever.
0: I'm going to disappear now.
1: And you will not see me again. Yeah, he totally wrote. so bad.
0: Mm-hmm. It's so cool hearing yelling in Spanish as mm-hmm. well. Like, it sounds much more impactful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, like, Ah, tell him a fella moment.
1: I could say it was like, like, Usted envejecerá como ellos, morirá como ellos. Usted nos desvaneceremos en el tiempo. Usted falló y nunca podrá regresar. Nunca me verás de nuevo. It was like, You will get old like them. You will die with them. And us, we're just going to vanish through time. You fail. You will never come back. You will never see me again. And we just see him disappear. I was like, Damn. And
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote Billy Madison. Uh simple no would have sufficed. Uh, but okay. Uh, like every time they say Moana as well, I'm just like, uh, see the line where this guy meets the sea? It calls me. Because it is calling to her in a way. Well,
1: Guillermo did it first though. It's true. It's true.
0: And again, since Barry Allen's mom is there, I'm just like, God, if Ezra Miller shows up, and just ruins this whole thing
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: this time travel or their time travel i should say gotta get the oh pronouns right um, oh my god
1: i just imagine uh, i just imagine the flash going like this oh wrong timeline
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um she is very reckless but you understand because she is a kid uh-huh and Kids are like that. They disobey. It's in their nature to disobey because they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she's doing things on purpose. A lot of it is also just curiosity. Mm-hmm. And I love that because there's this whole, like you mentioned earlier, innocence.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like
0: this losing of innocence, or like how much are you willing to lose? How much innocence are you willing to lose without losing who you are? Yep. Yourself. It's actually a really good message to give the people. Like adults and children, it doesn't really matter.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's also, it's like there's a lot of things in this movie. I love that message a lot. And also, we see that we see that the captain sees the explosion of the train, and it was like, it was like, but it was like they they stole something, and then the, the people at the train was like, no, they didn't stole anything. They just attack us. And then he sees the other explosion, and then he goes, and it is the storage unit where they have all of the rations for the people. But he notices that the lock was not, like, beaten up. It was already opened by the key.
0: And he it, knows there's only one copy, and mm-hmm. that is Mercedes. So he suspects her, and he's just like, Mercedes, you wouldn't betray me, would you? And she's just, like, looking side to side. Uh, no. And he's like, mm-hmm. okay. And then just leaves her, lets her go.
1: Yeah, like, uh, I'll see you in like 10 minutes in the movie. Uh, yeah, no, not right now.
0: <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it, uh, oh, yeah. And they also established that this man loves taking, like, drinking as well. He's a, he's a severe alcoholic. He loves drinking straight he's
1: up. And he's when he tortures people, too.
0: Oh, he's, God, that torture. You don't even see it We have to talk happen.
1: about the steering person, yeah. That's what's next, the the steering guy.
0: Because they have a shootout. It's actually a good action Mm -hmm. scene. Yes. And uh, he's callously just shooting everybody. Anybody that's seriously wounded, he just shoots them right in the head.
1: And double tapping. Mm
0: -hmm. Double tapping. And then Mercedes learns that one of the rebels is there. And it turns out it's her... uh, It's not not her brother, because that's why she's looking. But it's a Mm -hmm. friend named Tarta. And he has a stutter. And when he tortures him, he's like, uh, when Vidal tortures him, he goes, all right, I'm going to give you a chance to escape. Mm
2: -hmm. You know,
0: Um, I'm a nice guy. Count to three without stuttering and I'll let you go. And he knows he can't do that. Yeah. So he's like, all right, we'll get started. And then I think he just hits him in the head with a hammer. hammer. Yeah. You see pliers like garden shears. It's. like oh my god
2: what's yeah, he gonna do to this said, guy
1: first this is one of the it says shows the hammer this is one of my softest tools and then if you're not talk i'm gonna go to the one that they're even stronger he told to his uh the the scissors that the ones for gardening and then i will move to this one i was like fucking asshole i like that, I like that. <laughs> he's
0: gonna break all his bones and then he's gonna uh Pull out everything,
3: mm-hmm.
0: or he's gonna slice everything up, and then he's gonna pull it out. And yeah, when we see what he does later, mm-hmm. oh my yeah. god, you can't even—you barely see him.
1: Yeah, and then because we see, we go back to the doc. The doctor sees uh, the 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 steering guy, and he sees that his hand is like cut up, but it feels like the fan's hand—the way that he was cut up, like open. It reminded me oh it reminded me of one of the Star movies when the whole hand is almost like split open like the way that it was like, Oh yeah
0: yeah and I'm also seeing that the fawn's eyes are not getting as cloudy mm-hmm. his hair is turning more auburn it's not as gray
1: He, he has more wrinkles u- on his cheeks sometimes that's a little yeah. detail too
0: And that's a great job on the makeup mm-hmm. team as well they did a they hit it out of the park
1: and then the the steering guy tells to the, tells to the doctor, I I didn't tell them much, but I want you to kill me. The doctor was like, No, I can't. I was like, uh. and then we see that the doctor is preparing like um the syringe with a little bit of poison but a little bit of air. And then yeah, the, and- the steering guy just pushes it. That he wants to do it, not the doctor. And we see that the captain grabs from his uh from the doctor's uh back one of the antibiotic uh, antibiotic uh, cases and then he compares it to the one that he found at the camp uh at the Rebel the camp. same one mm-hmm. and
0: then and he wanted the doctor to fix him up so he could torture mm-hmm. him some more yeah but when he gets there he's dead and vidal is pissed and he's like why didn't you obey me and he said this is my favorite line in the movie when he says, say
1: mm-hmm.
0: obey men like you can obey. Uh, but I I can't do that. He's like, I could have saved him. Yeah. Mm. But I'm not like you. You know, mm. I mean, I'm just paraphrasing it. And yeah. uh, again, it sounds so much more badass in Spanish. But essentially, he's just like, I'm not a machine. I'm not going to obey you. Yeah. I'm going to stick with um, I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to be the better man and And the
1: lesson of the movie
0: yeah and it's like okay yeah he he goes out with his held held high and he takes his suitcase and goes out vidal he just shoots him right in the back Mm -hmm. so what does he get for being a good person he gets his face in the mud as it's pouring down rain as well because there's a lot of scenes
1: he gets killed exactly when you need him because the mother's about to give birth
0: it's that whole consequences thing
1: yeah and also because this is the phrase that he said, uh, Captain, obeying just for obeying without questioning it, only people like you will do it, Captain.
0: I mean, that's so cool. And
3: mm-hmm.
0: again, everything sounds cooler in Spanish. Yeah. Or, and uh, the way he says it is so good.
3: And then- And you
0: feel for this guy, the doctor, he's just trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And... Even if it was helping the rebels and everything. And you know, ultimately, it's not going to end up well. Francisco Franco ended up staying in power till 1975. Oh,
3: wow. So,
0: yeah, he ended up ruling Spain for a long time.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And like they said, the war was over for five years. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, it's a fruitless endeavor. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're still trying because mm-hmm. they think it's the right thing to do. And, and
1: we see that the captain notices the mandrake. I was like, what is this? Tells to, to Ophelia. I was like, I did it for her to get better. And then the man was like, like what you did? And the phone told me. And then, Ophelia, and then the mother's like, Ophelia, you have to listen to your father. He will never be my father. He's just a captain. And then the captain leaves. That way he goes to kill the doctor. But then the mother says, come on, my come on. It says, Ophelia, come on, mother, just, just leave. And there's like, Soon, will you understand that fates don't exist? This is a cruel world of failure, and he just throws the mandrake into the fire.
0: No, she does it. She the and mother, the whole, the mother yeah. Does. And the thing was, she was starting to get better. Mm-hmm. And now that this mandrake is completely destroyed, um, it's funny because then Carmen collapses in pain and everything,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and. Yeah, she ends up dying. Yeah. So it's she, that again, it's you don't know if it's just a visual metaphor, if it's actu- or it, it is a visual metaphor, but it's also you don't know if this is actually happening, or you see like the Mandrake like crying out and like eh, as it's in flames.
1: And it doesn't know. know when the captain is grabbing it. Mm-hmm. No.
0: It's the, it's that ambiguous thing mm-hmm. that I love that they stick with it too.
1: And then and, we see that yeah, she oh, gave- oh yeah,
0: she gives she gives labor. And mm-hmm. it is a baby boy.
1: Mm-hmm. She dies in labor. And then yeah, we and see... Yeah, and the doll's just
0: like, yeah, that's good. And Ophelia is just devastated because now she's yeah. lost her mother.
1: And she's with that psychopath. And then she's at the funeral. And then we see that was like... A... And then we see the captain talking to Mercedes. It was like, uh, someone told me, Mercedes, that there's an informant to the rebels right under my nose. I was like, and then Mercedes was like, "You shouldn't get up by my opinion, Captain." And then uh, tells Mercedes, "Can you bring me some sparkling water from the, from the storage unit?" Oh yeah, of course, sir. Mercedes, you forgot the key.
0: It's in my desk,
1: uh-huh.
0: unless there's another copy that I don't know about. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, and there's a scene, um, where Ophelia is like, "I know you're working with the rebels," and then she's like, "Have you told anybody?" She goes, "No, I haven't." and actually comforts Ophelia like mm-hmm. like a sort of a surrogate. It's kind of like a big sister, mm-hmm. sort of. And with the loss of the mother, I can't help but think of the tale of uh, Cinderella. You know, mm-hmm. Cinderella loses her father and is in the care of, in this case, for Ophelia, her wicked stepfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't have any wicked stepsisters, but the thing about fairy tales that I love is that the Wicked Stepmothers never win.
1: Mm-hmm. And also you can say that, you know what it reminded me? It reminded me of Matilda. Because uh, Ophelia, she's the one that she's being the reading fairy tale. She's the one that reads in the whole town. She's the one that had to be the, the smart one. And you can say that Mercedes is Miss Honey. And the captain is a more fucked up version of Miss Trunchbull.
0: Yes, and... I'll connect it to real life because there's a very famous quote from Napoleon Bonaparte, himself mm-hmm. a dictator and military leader, one of the most famous ones. And side note, I think Ridley Scott's Napoleon movie looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Like just when you think Ridley Scott and big budget gladiator style Napoleon, yeah, mm-hmm. it looks amazing. And he said, imagination rules the world, which is true because as a military commander, he was very imaginative.
3: Mm-hmm. Thought outside
0: the box. The people that have an active imagination are usually the ones that have better lives for it. Yep. I mean, look at all the authors. Look at mm-hmm. Stephen King. His whole thing, he's made millions upon millions of dollars for his imagination.
1: Yeah. I mean, he has wrote more than, I'm pretty sure, more than a hundred books already?
0: Probably wrote in a thousand stories. Yeah. Uh, Lamp Monster. Ooh.
1: <laughs> I love that joke. Wait in a Oh, God. And then we see that Mercedes goes to Ophelia and was like, hey, I'm already going to leave to Ophelia. And then Ophelia was like, take me with you, please. And then Ophelia was like, okay, I'll, I'll take you. And then we see that they're running into the woods. And I love, because I, this is already the second, third time that Guillermo has done this, of like focusing on, a, on an umbrella. And then we pan into the camera. And we reveal that the building was right behind. Oh, like, Damn, that was a good transition. (laughs) It's such a good
0: reveal because he just Mm -hmm. appears
1: with a bunch of men. And he's just
0: like, you really think I'm that stupid? Mm -hmm. Did you really think I couldn't put two and two together?
3: Mm
0: -hmm. And yeah, again, makes him very dangerous. And he's about to torture Mercedes. Although he should have upgraded to Ferrari or something else. Mercedes is, it's okay.
1: And also have something that we forgot.
0: His his other one, Lamborghini.
1: (laughs) Before this moment, Mercedes, every time that she's cooking, she's having a little dagger underneath her dress that she's always pulls out like four or five times.
0: She will cut a bitch.
1: The whole movie is also that little dagger. That's another
0: one. Again, Mm -hmm. everything serves a purpose. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has her tied up on the post Mm -hmm. in the same position as... uh, Uh, tarta the Mm -hmm. stutterer and he's just like well we're gonna start and basically just gives her the whole spiel that Mm -hmm. he gave uh the other guy and Mm -hmm. she's just like yeah bitch you thought because she uses the knife to cut it's that old cliche of like a hidden sharp object to cut the rope Mm -hmm. to make her free and then well, and he starts monologuing <laughs> <laughs> how the world will soon be his, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And then what she does, she pulls a Joker in the Before Dark night. Nolan. Yes, this is uh, this is also like an ooh, but mm-hmm. since it's happening to Fadal, you don't you, you're you like, yes, because yes. Mm-hmm. she sticks the blade in his mouth and asks him why so serious. No, she doesn't. But she's just like, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. Also, fuck you, and then cuts his cheek open,
3: mm-hmm. and yeah, but, manages to just she
0: manages to walk out a long enough to escape the, to I the woods.
1: Like, I, I love some sort was of like, And Jorge." He like so sort was of like, "Hey Mercedes." <laughs>
0: yeah, no, no. He's just like, "Oh shit!" He let her go. Mm-hmm. Shows how incompetent they are because they should have just been like, uh, known their commander. He never mm-hmm. lets anyone go.
1: Mm-hmm. And but I Not love really. the line though because. While the captain is monologuing Mercedes, says was like, I'm just invisible to you. And then the captain was like, you recognize my power. It's selfishness. And then when Mercedes the stabs um, uh, the captain, was like, I'm not weak like an old man. And then when she has the dagger on his lip. Oh, oh yeah.
0: Also, she stabs him in the left shoulder. Mm-hmm. It's a parallel.
1: And then she says, I was like, uh, you're not the first pick I ever caught. And that's when she does the thing on, on her, on, on his lip and part of his face. I was like, ah!
0: Yeah, no, you feel that. Yeah. And, you and know, he's just gets, holding the feet He's just like, just get her.
1: And then she gets chasing. and I'm like, I'm pretty sure maybe this is why this shot, maybe that's why Peter Jackson and one of us got Guillermo for the habit. The way that Mercedes gets chased by all of the horses and all of the soldiers, it felt like the chasing between Frodo and Arwen in the first Lord of the Rings movie. The yeah, and this was... is
0: distributed by Warner Brothers mm-hmm. in America, at least.
1: Yes, and and then Mercedes gets saved by by the rebels, by by her brother, and then we see that Ophelia is totally, completely already. She has given up. She's just crying, and the final like. Well, actually, I'm gonna give you another chance, Your Majesty. But you need to bring your brother. And I was like, "Why?" I was like, "No more questions. Just bring your brother to the to to the labyrinth." Like, but I have no way out because she, Ophelia, she's closed down, like in the tower, like Cinderella, and or then, Rapunzel, or Rapunzel. And then the the font says, "You have a way to open a door," and shows 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 the the chalk. And then we see that. Between you know, we see the captain trying to sewer back his, uh, his part of his cheek Oh, back. yeah, he
0: stitches his own stitches. mouth
1: back. Mm-hmm. And we see that Ophelia slowly grabs her brother. And the captain notices. But be- before, she's like, oh, you cannot take him. She's like, I will. And then immediately, the attack on the tongue just starts. He's like, oh. Whoa. And
0: a very, very, very important detail. Mm-hmm. She noticed him pouring a drink. Also, he took a drink immediately after sewing it. And of course, the moon starts bleeding. He's like, ah, because, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's fucking whiskey. What do you think Mm -hmm. it's going to do, dude? And she puts some of the sleeping drought. She puts a lot of it in -hmm. there and just stirs it in. And he immediately is like, whoa, you know, Mm
1: -hmm. woozy
0: and everything.
1: And then we see that the whole attack just starts. And then we see... Ophelia running with her brother back to the labyrinth and the captain feeling woozy still chasing after her and then I love this little detail that for Ophelia the whole part of the labyrinth opens up for her for, to get a, an advantage on the captain and then we see that Ophelia goes to the, to the fun and was like a, okay here, here's my brother I was like give it to me your majesty it will help me to open the portal No, I was like a no, says says, this, says Ophelia. Why would, I, why would you need him? The way to open the portal, you have to spill innocent blood. No. I was like, you will choose this kid that you barely even knew instead of getting your claim for your crown. And she says, yes, as you wish, your majesty. And yeah, then, he's he-
0: just like, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean method of, oh, we just need like one prick of blood. And he's like you're just gonna you're gonna do that really she's like yeah he's like all right and then uh we also cut well in the labyrinth it cuts two different times we see ophelia's perspective that we've been seeing and then we see kind of Vidal's distorted perspective
1: to what is quote unquote
0: actually happening
1: yeah because then we see the captain we see the captain talking. We see the captain seeing Ophelia talking to nothing.
0: Yes, but you're also like, that seemingly confirms that it's all in Ophelia's mind. But yeah. we forget that he's drugged.
1: He's drugged. And that could be another thing on the ambiguity because exactly when Ophelia, when the font says, as you wish, your majesty, and the, the font disappears, exactly happens at those two perspectives at the same time. And so, and that's then cool. what
0: happens is, uh, Vidal takes the baby back, and shoots Ophelia, and she, of course, collapses right at the end, and we're back to the beginning of the story.
1: Mm-hmm. With and Ophelia bleeding. bleeding, and we see that part of her blood because it's going through her chest into her arm, and part of her fingers are dropping the the blood underneath where the circles are. It's kind of like
0: when you take a shower and the water travels from Mm -hmm. your body to your fingertips Mm -hmm. and you're like, I'm Aquaman. (laughs) But then uh, Vidal goes out and all the rebels are there, Mercedes and her brother, and they have him surrounded. And he at this point knows I'm a goner. Mm -hmm. So he just gives the baby and he calmly, he just says, just tell my son when I died. And Mercedes goes, no. Your son will never know your name, and then Pedro shoots him in the head, like right in the right cheek, right by the eye. Yeah. Right by the eye, the other one, and you see the one eye uh, go full force, Whitaker, and go yeah. up, and he dies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: While that's happening,
1: um, Mercedes we see... goes to see uh, Ophelia, uh, Ophelia, dying, and then we see that the little detail about the blood dropping into the port to the portal by the rock. And we see that Mercedes is singing this lullaby that we have heard throughout the whole movie, like four times,
0: because Mercedes like she's like, "Can you sing me a lullaby?" And she's like, "Oh okay, I know one, I don't know the words, mm-hmm. and we just hear the ooh.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: and it's very calming, yeah, but it gives that feeling of fantasy, yeah, you know, and it's it's also like um sad. Mm-hmm. So Mercedes is a very sad character. We see that she has to be strong for Ophelia, but then when she sees her brother and stuff, she just breaks down and cries. So, and so we see she has that she to
1: be strong because she's thinking one of the leaders of the rebels now, technically. Yes.
0: She, but she's human as well. Mm-hmm. And that's I love the performances in this movie. Everybody gets it so right. Yes. And the script is so well written mm-hmm. that like nothing feels sounds cheesy no and everything even expository dialogue doesn't feel like it
3: like it plays into the story
0: Mm. very Mm. well and that's Guillermo's writing because he wrote the story as well Mm. and produced it and for all intents and purposes this is this is he's mainly responsible Mm -hmm. and And then then we we get
1: one of the most beautiful scenes in the movie we see that Ophelia she hears, sees a light she turns around and hears the voice of, of the king Ophelia now my daughter stand up get closer and then we see this beautiful throne room with really high three chairs one of This these- is the
0: only CGI part of the movie like the main mm-hmm. CGI
1: part mm-hmm. Yeah, and and
0: then, then did you notice the color of her shoes? Red. Like the Wizard of Oz.
1: Mm-hmm. And then she's wearing a red coat, too. And then she she. Please said,
0: don't. I, I know you're not, tempted to say about the, the joke.
1: Red coat. I'm not talking about the red coat. I'm talking about the red R- right Please now. don't
0: bring that up in this movie. No. no. <laughs> Please don't. And I know then, you're tempted.
1: No, I was not going to bring it up, though.
0: Oh, but unless you want to bring up uh, Schindler's List, the little girl in the red coat.
1: <laughs> And the focus on the shoes both times, because yes. Of- again, did it a lot too, and so we see that in the in the king says, "You spill your own blood before before an innocent." You choose well, and then we see that the fun getting out from the from the behind the chairs like you choose well, your highness. And I was like, that was part of the test. Says that the queen that it looks like her mother. Like yes, youth.
0: and the king played by Federico Lupi,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or Lupi.
0: And he, for the whole original Trilogia de Guillermo del Toro, which is Kronos, Devil's Backbone, and this movie, he is in all three of them.
3: hmm
0: And he plays a prominent role in each one of them.
3: hmm
0: Well, here, not so much. It's it's His roles keep diminishing
1: mm-hmm. in each
0: movie, but he is very important in this, and it gives a sense of connectivity.
1: Mm-hmm and then it, then the mother says like uh, that was part of the test I was like uh, and then the father says, you choose well your highness now sit down next to your father as we see that she's smiling in this beautiful new world and we just see your feet she's like ah. she gets her last breath and she dies
0: oh and i also love the fact the narrator uh I'm trying to think of his name. Um, I said uh, it earlier. Um,
1: Pedro Pablo Alan, I think you said the, the name.
0: Yeah, yeah, Pablo Adan,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, who is the Spanish or the voice of the fawn.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, obviously dubbed over Doug Jones. Mm-hmm. And he's also the narrator. Mm-hmm. So that very much works. It's like the fawn is telling us a story. story. Mm-hmm. And that works. And I'm mentioning it before. The very last thing because he explains that the princess became the beloved ruler of the realm mm-hmm. and that there are small traces of her time in the mortal world they're still visible but only to those that know where to look as we mm-hmm. see this beautiful flower outside the entrance of the labyrinth mm-hmm. just bloom as it slowly fades to black like mm-hmm. the ending of a book
1: yep that's another movie
0: labyrinth that was el labertino del fauno
1: el laberinto del fauno
0: laberinto i am i'm an ignorant american
1: i love that you're trying to say like he has an I can not i can't
0: i can't see i can't say uh l- laberinto
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: there we go anyway pan's labyrinth even though uh mm-hmm. the name of the faun is not pan like no. the Greek god of the wild. And a fawn is actually the name of the Roman equivalent.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: still, what I'm trying to say is this movie has layers. Like yeah. Shrek would say, layers. There's so many references to so many different things, but they all work yeah. so well.
1: Um, I'm just going to say this movie looks gorgeous. It's beautiful, well acted. The script is gorgeous the the fantasy mixed with the horror even though there's not a lot of it but it's mixed in a very beautiful way because it's telling this story and it has those one of those really sad endings that a lot of good fairy tales sometimes when in adaptations they want to ignore those dark endings or teaching you the lesson and he loves that this movie tries to try to pull out a happy ending even though it is technically a happy ending but it's dark at the same time and yeah it's
0: strangely uplifting at -hmm. the end as well it's like you know i
1: cried at the theater and i cried right now when i saw it today yeah i was crying my side my eyes are
0: it's everything that makes guillermo del toro one of the best directors working Mm -hmm. it has everything that makes him him Mm -hmm. and it's fantasy it's horror it's creatures Uh, practical creatures Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and it's a story about loss innocence disobedience Mm -hmm. and he's always a lot like tim burton he always goes for the misunderstood or the misfits the outcasts Mm -hmm. like the frankenstein monsters and the filmmakers connect to that because they themselves feel like they're the outcasts. Yep. Or it, it's why these these stories are tales as old as time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and why they've been told so many times in so many different ways. It's because of the messages. They're mm-hmm. they are timeless.
2: Yes. And this are. is
0: one of them. There's a reason why this movie is so acclaimed by nearly everyone. And 20, again 22 minutes at cans
1: which is never the heard most someone hating this movie talking about it has been like what 15 years i have never heard of someone hating this movie
0: like, i know one person oh. but they still recognize that it is a very very well put together movie okay. it's just a great great movie it's i'm gonna sound like such a film bro but it's a lot like the godfather where everything is nearly perfect OK, but and even if there are like little plot holes where it's like, OK, oh, uh, why don't because not everything happens logically. But th- mm-hmm. again, this is fairy tales are fueled by emotions. Yes. And you want the heroes to win and the villains to lose.
1: Mm-hmm. And in a way
0: you get that. But at the same time. The villains kind of win. Yes. The doll sort of wins. Ophelia still dies. Technically, mm-hmm. Or it's up to your interpretation, but uh I love that Guillermo he he he, he puts his heart and soul and who he is
2: mm-hmm. into
0: these movies. And the fact that he didn't win best picture or best director for this movie. I'm glad he got it eventually mm-hmm. for his second best film, which would be The Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Because they that movie also has very similar. It's very similar to this movie.
1: Yes, because Shape of Water* is Guillermo del Toro's *Little Mermaid*. <laughs> and, and and again, that, again, that's what makes yeah. him such
0: a good filmmaker. It's yeah. it's a fairy tale.
1: It's a fairy tale set at yeah. a certain
0: time. The lead is a female.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the bad guy is a authoritarian a
1: general, an or
0: a, pe- a person of authority, mm-hmm. and there is a creature involved and it's a that's played by Doug Jones
3: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and it begins and ends like a fairy tale
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the fact that he finally won for that movie it just makes me very happy to have yeah. rewatched this movie um, it's, it's, it's a very emotional it's one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life and that's I've seen a lot of movies and so have mm-hmm. you Yes, I think we can both agree that this is one of the best films we've ever seen.
1: Yes, yeah, one of the best movies ever made. It's one of the movies I've ever made. Um, like, I, w- I have no criticism. Like we started at the beginning. Like this movie is really damn good. Like, I don't. We. I don't think we should even give it a rating because we both agree this is a masterpiece. Like I will say this is an eleven. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. Ten. Yeah.
0: I got no problems with it. There might be some nitpicks, but I really don't feel like going for it. This is This is what everything you want in a story. Yes. Because a lot of filmmakers forget that these are stories
1: mm-hmm. and that
0: people need, not even just kids, but I mean kids especially, mm-hmm. but that people need these stories and that they mean something and that they matter. Mm-hmm. Don't do it just... I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, it is a business and you're trying to make money, which this movie did make money. But you're doing it for the wrong reasons if you're just mm-hmm. doing it for that. You want to yeah. tell a story that's worthwhile.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a really beautiful movie. But, yes, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for... The, we did a Guillermo month, finally. So maybe... Next time we can go to Guillermo Man Part Two. That's gonna be interesting. Or we could do
0: Alfonso or Inner E 2
1: Mm-hmm. I know you're
0: not looking you your least favorite would Inner E two, in but
1: uh,
0: <laughs> Maybe rewatching Twenty One Grams. Would but I be think interesting. maybe we can
1: change my mind because now I'm an adult. So maybe we could change my mind now. Maybe I can I think still
0: think that uh Birdman is Birdman one of the best. Another,
1: Birdman and Babel are my, my favorite movies of his.
0: Yeah. Um, but on, on next month it's going to be another, we, we haven't put out a poll yet uh-huh. as of the time of this recording, but we're going to do a horror director. Mm-hmm. I picked four people and whoever we choose, regardless, I think it's going to be fun. Yes. Um, I'm hoping for one in particular, just because Raul loves this guy mm-hmm. so, so much, but until then, where can the good people find you, buddy?
1: You can find me, as always, at RobertRDC on Twitter, Instagram, and on Letterboxd at RobertRDC. Please follow the podcast on SYNS Pod on Twitter. Please give us a nice review on Apple, Spotify, and the other ones in you, Billy.
0: Yes, you can follow me on Letterboxd and Twitter at MasterofPuns196. Every word starts with a capital letter. You can also follow me on Instagram at Billy Batson's Lightning. Nothing is capitalized. And Once again, you can follow our main show, Twitter, at S Y N S pod, as well as listen to us on Apple uh, and give us a five star and just write a review general review on Apple podcasts, as well as Google Spotify, SoundCloud Spotify for podcasters, wherever podcasts can be listened to. And as always,
1: nos vemos el próximo verano tan 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 tan.